Welcome to the Onyx Pathcast. My name is Matthew Dawkins, and I am joined by my co-hosts, Eddie Webb. Hello. And Dixie Cochran. Hi there. Hi and hello to both of you. How are you both? Uh, good. I am, um, I have rediscovered my Nintendo 3DS and having fun with that, actually. Even Ooh. though I have a Switch. I actually, so I have a 3DS XL, and the other day, because I've been playing Animal Crossing on the Switch, mm-hmm. I was like... I wonder how incredibly overgrown and weird my Animal Crossing village on the 3DS is. But it wasn't charged, <laughs> so I have to charge it, and then I can check on them. Because I have not checked into that village in, I don't know, three years, maybe? Oh, wow. Uh, you know, it's just one of those things. Like, I played it for a while. I think the Switch is different because you can play with friends and, like, tour islands and stuff. So it, like, continues to be interesting to me. Yeah, right. But the 3DS one, it was like I, I got to a point in the story where I was just grinding and like waiting to pay off stuff, and I was like, eh, because like I'll, I don't know how many folks like know this. I, I think I think most people who were playing New Horizons probably played New Leaf, but maybe not. Um, but like you couldn't just sell junk to Tommy and Timmy in New Leaf to make money. You could oh. only sell like certain things to certain people, and it was it was it was it was a lot harder to make bells um, in oh. in New Leaf. So, whereas in New Horizons, I have, like, you know, five million bells in the bank at all times. In New Leaf, I was always, like, struggling, struggling to get the cash. Um, And so I just kind of lost my interest after, you know, I probably played it for a solid six months to a year. Um, Mm -hmm. I think I still might have to do that, though, because I I don't remember anything about my village, really. Like, I have no idea what villagers I have. So when when Dixie saw the breadth of her village, she wept. For there were no more worlds left to conquer. <laughs> and thus transferred to the Nintendo Switch where there were more worlds to conquer. Exactly. I mean, I just like the Switch version. Like, I, I at least check it every single day. You know, even if I don't play mm. for a long time, I at least go, like, check my shops and talk to my villagers and dig up fossils and all that stuff. And it's just, like, it's kind of part of my morning routine. Uh, you know, get up, have a, have a cup of coffee. Check on my island. It's nice. Yeah, it's good to have a routine. In the 1950s, someone might have picked up a newspaper. They probably would have swatted it with their hand and said, what's this rubbish? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, hell, that was my morning routine when I was like a kid, was that I would get up with my dad and I would steal the comic section from the newspaper. Yeah. And read it before anybody else did. Simpler, happier time. Before the internet Indeed. ruined everything. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Animal Crossing is definitely better for my mental health than getting up and immediately Twitter doom scrolling. So. Oh yeah, Thanks. yeah. Uh, sometimes when I'm at my in-laws, they buy newspapers that I would not read as a general rule. Uh, but lots of people in the UK buy these particular tabloids. And um, yeah, if I'm there and I'm at a loss of something to do, maybe there's a lot in conversation, I'll pick up something like, let's say, the Daily Mail, and I will start looking through it. And I get angry doing so. I mm-hmm. will I will actually start swearing at the newspaper. And I will do that sort of striking the paper with the back of my hand. Who prints this rubbish? Oh, really? Uh, and it, <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's quite... Unconscious. I think it's because I very rarely expose myself to that kind of uh, shit in (laughs) in my usual readings. Uh, So one could argue I'm in an echo chamber, but I like my echo chamber. It's comfy. And yeah, (laughs) and then I sort of and then uh, my wife says to me, "You can't read newspapers when you're over here. You're not allowed. You always get upset." So yeah, uh, maybe. Putting Animal Crossing into that kind of ritual would be a more soothing way of spending my time. Or yeah, so- something yeah. on my phone. That's the problem. They, they would say that if I'm looking at my phone, that's being antisocial. But reading a newspaper is absolutely fine. So I need to find something that I can do when I'm in a situation like that and have nothing to talk about. Um, that doesn't look antisocial, but also isn't going to piss me off. So, I don't know. Mm, maybe I could yeah. play. Well, maybe I could play with my son. That'd be a novelty, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Matthew's joking. He actually plays the son quite a lot. He's a very good father. <laughs> I feel like I have to say that before somebody like comes at us and is like, "Matthew hates his kid." <laughs> no, no. Matthew made an entire like uh, paper theater for his child. <sighs> yeah, 
uh, file. Yeah, it's super cool. Um, but yeah, uh, don't worry. Daily people who love the Daily Mail can come after me, and people that love children can call me a bad father. It'll be uh, then I'll appear in the Daily Mail. <laughs> uh, my name in lights my name in lights my name in the sewer at last so uh we are due to play a role-playing game in today's session of the pathcast are we not what? yeah we never yes. play role-playing games i know we never it seems we never like... talk about role-playing games that that's more true <laughs> to uh... be fair <laughs> Uh, but all that aside, yeah, it seems like so long since we last played, and yet it is time again for our game of Trinity, uh, using the Trinity Core rulebook, um, by Onyx Path Publishing, no less, uh, with our story guide being Eddie Webb. Now, if you didn't... Who? Eddie Webb. I don't know him. I'll say it again. Eddie Webb. <laughs> That's it. Come oh, on out, Eddie. Guy. Come on out. That's it. Eddie Webb. Eddie Webb. Eddie The man you've all been waiting for. And uh, if you missed the first episode of this actual play, please do go back into our archive of episodes, of which there are many, so that you can be caught up to speed. There will be no recaps. We will be diving straight into things, so I hope you're ready, Eddie. <laughs> oh, okay, I actually had prepared a recap, but no, it's fine. We can, we can just dive right in. Yeah, Sodom. And <laughs> Gamora, over to you, Eddie. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, uh, I will say that um, the fair amount of recap in the sense of um, you guys did go into uh, the interrogation room uh, to talk to um, uh, Kamenev. Uh, and actually, before we begin, I do want to clarify something. Um, I did get the momentum rules wrong last time, uh, so um, I, I misread slightly. What? I know. Yeah, I had mis I had said, "Oh, it's three times number of players to the table." That's the the what you start off with. No, that's how much. That's the maximum amount of momentum you can have. <laughs> you start off the number of players, so you start with the momentum of two, and that's six. Uh, so I just thought you were being a really generous story guide because I thought you were a nice guy. No, 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 I'm not a nice. See guy. if I ever believe you on a rules question ever again. <laughs> I'll never, I'll never play in this town again. <laughs> Just gonna make up my own rules for Pugmire. There you go. Actually, I, I actively encourage you to do that. But anyway, <laughs> damn it, he's no, he's no fun. Yes, it's true. Uh, so yeah, you have only two minutes to start. Um, as you go, but each each uh, game it does reset. Um, so uh, uh, even though you had spent some before, each time we do this, we'll start with two. So you should still have plenty of momentum together. It just, and if you don't have enough, just start failing more. Stop being so awesome. That's your problem. All right. Um, but you're in uh, an interrogation room. Um, you have um, asked um, Agent Roger, or sorry, uh, Detective Rogers to leave. Um, he kind of harumphed out, uh, but you did not buy out the complication of something fishy going on here. So mm -hmm. Detective Rogers is very, he left very suspicious of the two of you and maybe doing stuff off scene. You don't know. Uh, um, and then you were starting to talk to Kevin to find out what happened. He had revealed uh, that um, uh, they are being framed for murdering uh, Rowena Simmons, uh, who's a local politician. Who, but he actually, she is actually part of a group known as the Turgenev family, uh, who are actually a group of human traffickers. So good, fun people. Um, so before you get the whole story out of Kamenev, uh, Matthew Ordex, is something? Is there anything you want to do before uh, you start questioning him? Hmm. Well, I think what uh, Dixie pointed out in the last session that we should probably terminate the interview between uh, the police and the other suspect in this case, mm -hmm. or other Archangel compatriot, might be a good idea. But it does mean... How, how about I leave override with Kamenev because the police shouldn't interrupt if the clerk is still in the room. And I will, mm -hmm. I'll basically do the same song and dance just to make sure both of our uh, clients are protected from the full extent of the law. I'm seeing what I can find on my laptop on the Turgenev family as we're talking to uh, Kamenev. Okay. Um, uh, so I will start with um, the scene in uh, interrogation room three where um, uh, Heathcote uh, storms over and barges in and does the exact same thing. Like, I mean, is it like 
the, roughly the same routine? Do you do something different? Is it like word for word exactly what you said? No, no. Before? I'll say I've just been speaking to your colleagues who are interviewing my other clients in the uh, interview room next door. And as I just said to them, you are going to be in a lot of legal hot water if you do not allow my clients the privilege of speaking to their lawyers before they speak to you. Therefore, take a hike. Um, in this room, uh, uh, you see uh, uh, Rosalind Santos. Um, uh, you've met her before, um, but she is a, a, a tall, very kind of uh, muscular, statuesque woman. Um, uh, uh, she looks like she could be a professional wrestler kind of physique. Um, uh, but she has a very kind of almost um, gentle face. Uh, and she's it's like strangely, you know, people like talking to her, even though she's very, very uh, uh, muscular and, and um, well-built. Um, and across from her is a, is a very kind of petite blonde woman um, who is wearing a, a button-up shirt buttoned to her collar. Um, uh, she has a badge, uh, last name of Hart. Um, and she's taking notes and she kind of just steps back like, oh, 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 I'm, I, I'm sorry. I did not realize the lawyers were here. Well, here we are. Uh, uh, okay. Will you be needing some time with your clients alone? Uh, yes, uh, I assume, uh, well, unless you are happy for us to put our clients in the same room. Um, in that, for that, I'm actually going to try and persuade her. While it isn't uh, traditional practice, I will make it clear. Um, listen, Detective... Hart. Hart, sorry, Hart, yes. Uh, as I'm representing both clients, you can be assured that conveyance of information is going to occur between them. Therefore, if you are done, I am. I think it would be prudent to, for me to be able to address both of my clients at the same time. It will speed things up for me, it will speed things up for you, and hopefully we'll all reach a satisfactory resolution. Okay. Um, this is going to be... Let's see. Uh, you're still going to have the two complication of this is fishy. Um, difficulty be two, because this is not standard procedure. No. Um, but... Um, reason why it's only two is because you made it clear that at least the other interrogation is done and you're talking to that person. So you can kind of leverage that into, well, I've already started this process. Let's finish it kind of tactic. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I want all of us to be able to go home on time. So, right. uh, yeah. So let, let's do this. So I'll go for persuasion. And I think I'm trying to be a bit more imposing here. So could I go for presence rather than manipulation? That's fair. Yeah, I mean, it's not really finesse as much as just force. No, you're, you're bludgeoning her with process at this point. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. Oh, that's a nice number of successes. I get four eights. Okay. That's four successes. Yep. Um, I'm going to roll for her. Okay. Um, so, uh, you buy off, um, difficulty, you buy off the complication. I do indeed. And she's like, you know, for the most part, I, I think we're done. Um, I, I honestly, uh, uh, Miss Santos has uh, been a, a little uncooperative, but if you've already started to talk to your clients, I think it's fair to say we probably don't have any much more we can do here. I truly appreciate your cooperation, Detective Hearts. Uh, it it goes a long way. To to, to help to help you out in the spirit of of, of uh, uh, cooperation, um, uh, let me uh, hand you. Uh, she hands you a file. It's like um, uh, here's a copy of the notes of the interrogation so far, so you can see a clear documentation of, of how the process spans. And you can see that this is being handled completely above board, and there's nothing untoward happening with your clients. That doesn't sound fishy at all. Mm. <laughs> I don't say that, obviously, I'm in the other room. Sure, but... right, yeah. Uh, always nice when the Atlanta cops um, are doing their job right, um, and that's no less than I would expect. So I will just, I'll, if, uh, would you be happy to escort my client here into the room with my other client? Of course. Thank you. Um, as she escorts um, Rosalind out, um, you open up um, the, the folder. Uh, and uh, the first page is just, you know, very neat handwriting. 
uh, clearly taking notes of, of the situation. Um, uh, but there's also a, a paperclip behind it. Um, so you flip over a page to, to find, so basically tell these paperclips to the folder itself underneath the page. Um, so you flip the page over and you see there's another uh, um, handwritten note um, that says, uh, uh, do not trust Rogers. Hmm. And that's what your extra successes have bought you. Okay. Um, if Harp is at all looking toward me, I will... No, get... no, she is complete. She is visibly not looking at you as, and she's quickly escorted Rosalind out. So you have plenty of time to look at this in yeah. the room by yourself in a plausible way. Okay. So meanwhile, let's jump over to the other interrogation room. Um, are you just ignoring kind of going right into diving or are you going to let him talk while you're hacking? No, I'm like, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm doing both because I'm cool. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm like asking him uh, what, what what he knows and how he found out that she was connected to the family. Okay. Um, and I'll say if he has any theories about who killed her, how she was killed, you know. Um, so uh, basically, I'll just kind of summarize that while you're doing your hacking and then you can use that information to adjust how you want, what information you want to approach and how you want to approach it. Um, okay. Effectively, um, the... Uh, they, they came on the case uh, a few days ago. Um, they tracked down uh, a couple of individuals that, that um, they met, they, after, and he was vague about this, but ultimately after beating them up, um, uh, revealed they were working for the Turganov family um, and that they were supposed to report to, uh, they were supposed to report to someone, they couldn't give a name, uh, to deliver any people they had abducted. They basically were scouting areas, trying to find families that are new to town, uh, who had uh, uh, children or or otherwise were people that were living by themselves, uh, that were relatively young, uh, and just setting up abductions. It, it's it's they're they're hitting not only the movie lots, um, but they're also just hitting any other areas where lots of people are are coming in, just relatively new to town and and Atlanta in general and specifically kind of the the. East part of town, there's a lot of people who come in, live here for a couple of years, and turn around and leave. So it's a prime area to do all of that. Um, uh, but uh, they tracked uh, up the chain a little bit. So I got through some some middle management, uh, and they found that uh, the, their main contact in Atlanta was from Lena Simmons, uh, and she had been a, a local. Uh, Alderman trying to run on a platform of law and order, specifically to try to get people focused on local domestic crime to avoid looking at things like human trafficking and international uh, trafficking. Uh, the Atlanta mayor has been cracking down in that area specifically, so she's trying to deflect attention away from that problem onto other problems. Mm -hmm. um, because the, the Atlanta International Airport is a huge area to try to traffic people. Um, yes, yeah, the busiest international airport in the world, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, she is definitely deep in the, the family's pockets. They went to go to, to her house to try to get more solid information. Um, she, they, they stumbled across her body when they were breaking in. Uh, she had already been killed. Mm -hmm. uh, and then within a minute, the police arrived. So they're thinking she did something to the family possibly mm -hmm. got killed for it. And then they were still to take the fall as convenient scapegoats. Hmm. So with all of that, um, first of all, assuming all of this is true, um, is there anything you want to start searching on? Uh, are there any other known connections to that family? That uh, would be one thing I, I would want to look at. Um, okay. Um, yeah. And, and also just like, Hmm. Right. I'll probably try to do something like like pull her phone records later, but not right now. Like currently, I'm just trying to figure out like if if there's anybody else that we know of that could be connected to them, or what public information even is available on that that syndicate. Okay, so um, what we'll do is we'll call this uh, a straight um, just invest. Basically, this is an investigation role. You're not really breaking in into anything yet. Um, you're surf surf. Um, Areas where kind of information is is discussed. Maybe hit a couple dark websites. Um, so this is more just a research role functionally. Um, although you can use your uh, computer laptop enhancements for this role because I'm assuming your laptop's optimized for this kind of shady research. Yeah. 
So let's call that your skill would be uh, enigmas or enigmas. Tech. Sounds good. Enigmas. Okay. Do, 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 rolling then, a bunch of and dice. Should be, you probably want to use intellect, I guess, for your attribute. Yeah. Ding. My dice hit my mug, ding. and it went ding. Uh, that's three successes. I thought I rolled like a million successes, but it turns out that four of them were sixes. <laughs> so all nines. Oh crap. <laughs> Yeah, like for, for like a split second, I was like, did I just roll seven successes on this roll where I had seven dice? Oh, no, wait, I didn't even. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that would have been cool, but all right. Um, uh, and I noticed actually you have the edge of speed reading, so you can skim three sites very fast uh, as, as you're talking to him. And photographic memory, right. so I don't have to uh, write it all down all the right. time. <laughs> um, Those are good skills to take. So um, searching through, uh, there's not a ton of, of, of public information or if there is, you suspect a lot of it's probably in code. Um, uh, there are um, weird references to uh, you know, like obscure Facebook groups. Um, there's lots of um, people talking in, in like local, uh, uh, you know, like Edgewood community Facebook groups or next door, whatever, um, asking a lot of weird pointed questions. Um, so you suspect that's probably people trying to masquerading as neighbors, try, with the appearance of being concerned, but actually trying to dig up information for people who are potentially suspects or targets, I should say. Right. They're like scouting out neighborhoods for their targets. Right. Um, you do find um, there is an unregistered uh, uh, website where uh, requests can be made. Um, that's a little vaguer. Yeah. And this is something that probably like in downtime later, when I'm at my like home setup or my office setup or wherever my like main secure setup is, I'll probably have to go on the dark web. Right. Yeah. This is just kind of, of you're skimming right now. You're looking at like an archive dump uh, of, of a yeah. forum um, rather than trying to actually penetrate that. Um, uh, but that's where the, that's where you start seeing the name Turgenev pop up. Um, mm -hmm. uh, weirdly, it doesn't seem like there's anyone specifically with last name Turgenev. You, you suspect either it's a made up name or someone a long time ago had the name and it's just kind of kept the name ever since. Um, mm -hmm. So it's treated more like a, an organization name than an actual familial line. Okay, that's 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 good to know. Uh, so, i.e., not everyone's gonna be Russian. You mean you don't want to do Russian accents? <laughs> <laughs> I've already got one down. That's all I got. <laughs> I got just the one. <laughs> um, but uh, the the how many sets did you have? Four? You said three. I'm trying to remember. Uh, I had okay. three. Um. The only other thing you get is that you don't actually get any links to Rowena. There's nothing solid in your quick skim. However, another name does pop up, which is James Fitzpatrick. Okay. Is he someone I know who that is, or is it just a name at this point? Just a name at this point. Okay. Um, and that's about the time where Matthew will, sorry, with um, the detective Hart will walk in with Rosalind, and then Matthew will be behind shortly afterwards. I kind of give give Rosalind like a like a nod because mm -hmm. you know acting like I don't know her all that well. Right, um, but uh, the detective eventually leaves. You're all in, eventually you're all in the room together. The four of you, you talk as freely as you feel comfortable talking to in a police station, which may or may not have people watching you. Yeah. Well, this is a little bit of a pickle, isn't it? Uh, first thing I need to know is uh, any of the uh, cops who are interviewing you. Were they participants in the shootout that resulted in your being arrested? Uh, Rogers was, um, part wasn't. Well, that's excellent, because I can appeal that immediately and say that you need to be transferred to a different precinct uh, due to prejudice or maybe threats of violence or something along those lines. Um, but we can we can work with that. Uh, the, the important thing right now is that we get you out of here. Uh, without going before a judge, I'm not going to be able to get you out of custody simply because of the nature of this case. Uh, there's a murder involved. Uh, I'm not just going to be able to walk you through the front door. But I think it's very important that you're not here. And then we can have a good talk. Well, I mean, currently their, ev their evidence is circumstantial at best. Well, the problem is uh, when police officers elect to also act as witnesses and declare outright that our clients are murderers, 
Um, while we can argue that, they can keep them locked up until a judge gets involved. How long will it be before the uh, coroner can determine time of death? Because it's a high-profile politician, they, they've pushed it through, which means it'll be about two weeks. That's fast. Mm. That's fast-tracking. Um, that said, uh, uh, Dixie, if you want to, um, you could theoretically break into the system and have it right. bumped even higher. Yeah, because I, I know that, like, I think, I, th- I think once you get, like, past 10 hours, it actually gets a lot harder. They usually try to do it, you know, quickly, but it can still be inaccurate. So I'm going to try to get, uh, you know. Well, I'm, I mean, but, but, so mm-hmm. uh, uh, with the caveat uh, of this is based on what my wife has told me, uh, my understanding is that when they get the, the, the crime scene documentation of the corpse, that has all been done. No one has done an autopsy um, and no one has done uh, a processing of that information. That, that's the time they'll take a couple of weeks to run tests. They have to double check all the information. That's, yeah. That's the stuff that's take time. Yeah. And like run toxicity and all that stuff. Right. But if, yeah, but if you want to get the initial crime scene photos and that the initial kind of uh, crime scene investigator notes that you can do right now. I do so want to get that stuff. I do. Okay. I want to okay. get all the information I can. <laughs> okay. Um, when you look for that, uh, that's the the part where um, the, the detective, which turns out to be Rogers, um, has taken that information, those files, out of the system and offline. Uh, so I might need to get to Rogers' computer. Mm-hmm. How do you? Yeah. Hmm. All right. She, she does not say that out, out loud because it's, you know. Sure. Uh, probably mic'd in here. Um, right. But are you passing notes to each other, written notes? Are there cameras in the room or one-way glass or anything? Or is it just your basic, like, it's probably got a microphone, but nothing else? I mean, there's like a, a corner camera, right? There is, a, there is a corner security camera, but no other visible cameras. Okay. I am typing things on my laptop and turning them toward everybody else so that they can see them, okay. but the camera can't. Sure. And um, uh, but the, all of you can start to get like a kind of a... Do that while you're having a normal discussion about defense. Mm-hmm. So it looks like you're just kind of just sharing notes with them about. Yeah, uh, I think, uh, and I'll type back. I, I think the our best course is firstly to get these two out of here, uh, because I'm given to understand that Rogers is not to be trusted. One of the other detectives informed me of mm-hmm. this. Again, this is typed. Mm-hmm. Um, and after that, it becomes a matter of gaining access to the uh, officer's computer when he is not at it. Right. Um, now, whether that requires uh, triggering some kind of uh, fire alarm, a bomb scare, something like that, so that you can get into the building, I don't know. But uh, we can cover that ground. If it's a local computer, um, you're going to need to be sat at it, and there's not going to be an easy way of doing that. Unless, um, I don't know, I'm not an expert on these things. Do you have one of those? I've seen it in movies. Can you um, stick something in a USB slot and download all the information? Of course I can. Or something like that. She like types that. Because, <laughs> of course Ros- I can. Rosalind kind of grabs her arm, but then she types. It's like, you know, I can fake like this injury is worse than it is and get medical attention here quickly. Right. Um, yeah, this is something that we're going to have to, like, if... If we're going to do this, then we're going to have to disable their camera system. So this is not something that we can do right now. No. How about this? Um, If we're going for the escorting them out of the station, we stop and chat to the cops beside the computer that we think is Rogers. So we're there as a group. We're having the back and forth. We're saying, well, this is what we want to do. Expect some kind of... Uh, resistance, and while that's going on and eyes are on us, you can quickly slip in this USB key and do what you need to do. Uh, I can try. It would be less conspicuous than um, you know, you just being sat there in plain view or indeed setting off a smoke alarm. Okay. Uh, That's what I think we should do. I don't think we should be talking at any rate. Okay. Not here. Um... Okay, so I'll exit and take them with me. Uh, I probably don't have the right to do that, but that should cause the fuss that we need. Yeah, no, as, as soon as you walk out with your clients, um, within a few seconds, heart kind of runs through the bullpen. It's like, I'm sorry, sir, I'm sorry. Uh, um, I'm sorry if it wasn't clear, but you can't remove them from the rooms. 
Um, I, I understand that. Where, where's Detective Rogers? Um, he's gone for the moment, but uh, um, I'm, I'm also helping with the case. Um, if you just... well, where, well, where is his desk? Because I would like to wait for him there. Um, make a empathy roll using um. Uh, it's a bit sly. Empathy and cunning, yeah. Not feeling hopeful with this one. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> this is this is an, this is a body language observation thing. Okay, I get an eight, so that's one success. Okay. Um, she um tries to ignore and deflect your line of questioning, but when you say where's Roger's desk, you notice her eyes glance over to one desk off to her left before she comes back to talk to you. And you glance over there and you see there's a, you can see a nameplate says Rogers on that desk as you glance over there real quick. Okay, well, let's carry on our conversation over there for when he gets back. So you just just storm over to that desk? <sighs> yeah, with um, with my little entourage in tow. Oh. Hopefully, make. As of right now, they're not being charged with anything, so. Exactly. Right. Um, and, I, and, and she's like, you know, I understand they're being charged. However, there still are at, at least material witnesses, and this is an ongoing investigation. We do really need their, their full statements, and they have been, frankly, uncooperative and blah, blah, blah. So um, uh, uh, how loud are you going with this, Matthew? Oh, I think very loud. Let's, um, I, I want all eyes on me. I know this is exactly the place that we're also stealing information from, but... Eyes aren't going to be scattered around looking at the suspects, looking at um, Override if I'm flinging my arms about and saying this is a miscarriage yeah. of justice. Yeah, and I'm going to walk over to the desk with our associates, um, you know, and act like we're waiting docilely. Um, and I'll let them sit in the two chairs that are kind of like facing the desk, like where clients would mm -hmm. usually sit. And I will pull a chair around to kind of the side so I can like reach the computer tower under his desk. Because there's probably not enough room for four chairs. Right. Right behind his desk. I'm just picturing the Brooklyn Nine-Nine station because that's the yeah. one I'm most familiar with. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah it's, it's kind of what I'm envisioning too, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like kind of sitting off to the side of the desk. So this is how it's going to work. Um, uh, uh, basically, we're looking at uh, uh, three, uh, two different roles. Um, first, mm -hmm. um, Matthew is going to make a roll to uh, do the distraction um, and he'll get some bonuses, which I'll cover in a second. Um, and then... Uh, if he buys off the difficulty, um, then all the extra successes he can turn into an enhanced stunt for you, which means that um, when you make your roll to try to slightly put the USB key in, and then any enhancement that Matthew can give you will add on to if you get at least one success. God, I freaking love Story Path. Right? I love it so and, much. And, and I'm so going to add to that even more, Eddie, because mm -hmm. I have a persuasion skill trick of captivating personality. Um, oh, okay. Therefore, um, while we haven't discussed atmospheres, I can ignore the effect of any atmospheres in this police station. So hostility, anyone, anyone's disbelief, and basically have all eyes on me while this is going on. So what I'll do is, um, you're right, we haven't talked about atmosphere. Um, for, for listeners, um, atmosphere is, uh, uh, and it, it basically does a, an area affect social status. Um, and uh, we would ideally you know, have an atmosphere of distrust because you're a lawyer and you know, there's, there's a strong animosity between the two. Yeah. Because you can ignore that atmosphere, I'll allow you to use your fate on your fame on this role. Ooh. Okay. Because it's the, it's like, it's the, oh God, it's fucking lawyer. Oh, but it's that lawyer. <laughs> we don't want to piss him off. Yeah. Didn't he defend big tobacco to great effect at one point? Right. Wow. What an asshole. Uh, so, okay. Um, so figure out, spirit roll. Um, All right then. So persuasion, definitely. Uh, I'm thinking. Yeah. That, that is my go-to role. So I think persuasion and presence, and presence. makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I gain um, two enhancements per dot of fame on top of yep. that. Um, so your difficulty is going to be three because making a scene in a police station while making it seem natural and unrehearsed is going to be extremely challenging. These people are extremely suspicious. Yeah. Um, and there also is a two complication of active murder investigation. Um, wow. So the fact that this is happening with murder suspects is also you can still get attention, but if you don't buy off the complication, 
people are going to later later tie this to the ongoing police uh, yeah. murder investigation. I mean, uh, ideally, what I want to get out of this is not only providing cover for override, but also to get what I want, which is to get these uh, my clients, if not freed, then sent to a station where they're going to be safer than this one. Right. So three, if you buy off the difficulty, you've provided cover. That seems to be the core thing you need to yeah. do. If you buy off the complication, then in addition, they will actually let your clients out on bail. Mm. Okay. Oh, nice roll. Okay, then. So I've got an eight, a nine, and a ten. So, okay, so that's uh, tens are two successes, are they not? No, no, tens are, tens are a ten again. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, good, that's another one. Number ten? Yep. Yeah. And f and finalizing with an eight. So that means we get five wow. successes. Nice. Yep. So, plus all of your enhancement, which is total. Noise. Uh, it was a plus two enhancement. Mm -hmm. So, that's seven successes. Um, so, <laughs> uh, we are so fucking good at shit. So, um, you, can, <laughs> you can do this one of two ways. Uh, you can either, I'm, I'm assuming you're buying off three difficulty either way. Let's assume yes, that because you yeah. want to get your recording done. So, you have four successes left. You can either buy off the difficulty, get your um, friends out on bail. And give one success to override because you basically you take your two of your successes. Each of your two successes you spend this time will give override one success. Mm -hmm. Or you can let them stay in jail for a while, and then convert that to two successes to override to get her thing done. Uh, I think they are in danger if they stay in jail, and I trust override's ability to get this information. So okay, um, one success can be transferred to override, but. No, let's try and protect the clients. Okay. Um, so uh, um, for Dixie, uh, since you're not using your laptop directly, you can't use your laptop bonuses for this role. No, but I have a little, like, I'm just saying that I have a little, like, USB oh, yeah, sure, yeah. copier because, of course, I have fun tools like that that don't really exist. No. Uh, um, I will say because you are, <laughs> a, you are a hacker, I will give you a one enhancement for, you know, USB hacker tools. That seems like a, a pretty standard thing for a TV hacker to have. Mm -hmm. um, so you get one success from that, or sorry, one enhancement from that, and one enhancement from um, the distraction going on. Okay, so it's two enhancement, and then it's going to be cunning technology? That seems fair. Because um, you are trying to hide what you're doing, which is the cunning part, but also yeah. you, you have to understand technology enough to do the most efficient and quickest way to get this done. Yeah. It's a lot of dice. This 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 feels like exalted right now. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, and one was a ten. Six. Is that with your enhancement? Six successes. Okay. Uh yeah, yeah. It was yeah, six six with it. I I, I started counting from two. Sorry. Okay. So I'm gonna roll their perception to see how difficult basically determine what your difficulty is. So you have to buy off a difficulty of two. I think I did that. Um, so you have four successes left. Um, is there a particular uh, stunt you want to buy? Get grab some additional information. Put a tracker into the system. Virus and wipe out things. Hmm. I don't want a virus wipe out things. That's that's once again too obvious. Right. Uh, she's. I've I've got two dots in covert, so she's not going to do anything that draws attention to her like that. Okay. Um. But she. Um, she like you know, kind of just has has her laptop open on her lap as if she's just working. She has like a, a, a word document open, mm -hmm. um, and she just kind of leans over just ever so slightly and just pops a little USB drive into the front of his computer. Um, I do want to make sure, I guess, as a stunt, like it doesn't bring the screen to life or anything weird like that, or make it so that people will obviously see that I'm doing something. Okay, because um, that's important. Uh, but also. While I'm doing that, I'm going to try to look at whatever's on his desk, like files and stuff too. Maybe even like open one of the drawers a, a slight bit while I'm sitting there, since I'm being cunning in technology. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm essentially going to add my my dice to my cunning part more than right. The tech yeah. Part. So so basically, uh, from from a mechanical perspective, what you're doing, you're spending your successes to buy additional clues. Yeah. Exactly. See if I see anything worth knowing, and I'm sure I will because I got extra success. Um, then uh, you do. Um, I'm gonna say you open up a drawer real quick, um, and you find a business card in there. 
um, business card is for James Fitzpatrick. Um, he apparently is a tennis coach. Oh, I put that in my bag. Your brief exposure to um, Detective Rogers does not give you the impression he plays a lot of tennis. Yeah. Okay, so you can snag that. Yeah. Okay. Um, Sometimes you're going to have like a laptop bag or like a leather yeah, briefcase yeah. type thing or something. Easily, like that. Yeah. easily. Um, okay, so um, lots of noise is being made. Uh, everyone's kind of uh, staring now. Um, you pop that in real quick, grab things, pop it out. It's maybe 30 seconds for the operation. Um, Man, I've got some really good tech. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, so finally, um, uh, Detective Rogers comes out and is like, what is, what is all this bullshit? Um, and uh, I'm assuming you lay into him as well. Yeah. Um, I point out that his uh, his actions involving well, involved in this case are positively extrajudicial. Uh, that he has uh, not only arrested them, proceeded to interrogate two perfectly law-abiding citizens, uh, violating all manner of human rights standards and practices, throwing big terms like that around. Right. Um, because if you were involved in a heated shootout, as the uh, report claims with my clients, then you, far from anybody, should have been interviewing them impartially. Therefore... Um, as there are no evidence has been presented, as they have been charged with a frankly fabricated uh, charge of suspicion of murder, really, uh, then they will be coming with me on bail under my remand. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. Your clients were caught armed in, this, in, in a murder investigation. We were fired upon... I've filed the paperwork. And have you checked for their, their legal right to own and bear arms? No, there is nothing like that in the paperwork. No, no, no. Okay, don't, don't try this bullshit with me. I filed the paperwork. I know. And then as he's talking, Hart kind of taps him on the shoulder and then shows him an iPad. And he's like, who fucked up this paperwork? And he's like, I, I swear this this was this was filed. This was T's were crossed, eyes were dotted. Who screwed this up? I'm fairly confident, detective, that your name is on that paperwork. So by all means, take yourself into an interrogation room and have a hot word with yourself. In the meantime, I will be <laughs> uh, escorting my clients away from here. You have their details. So should any actual evidence materialize, by all means, get in touch. Otherwise, we'll be going, uh, getting in touch with the judge to get these charges dismissed. He, he, he leans like right next to you and, and whispers at you. He's like, you better hope you never get caught in a traffic stop in my town. And storms off. <laughs> the idiot thinks I drive myself around. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, yeah. Uh, so um, due to the combination of your amazing roles and your previous past work of altering the records, um, you managed to get uh, both of them out. It, it, the bail is set ludicrously high, but... You have Archangel's resources. So basically, you just pull out a black credit card with no name on it, and they mm -hmm. just go, oh, okay, it's all on credit. And they check the credit, and it's like, oh, yeah, no, it's all paid. That's good. Thanks. Just like 250 grand on credit card mm. because you guys have access to lots and lots of money. And so you're all set free. Hey, we got to the end of the adventure. No. Uh <laughs> <laughs> that's it. We're done. Oh, do, 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 do. We're done. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've just forgotten about the human traffickers and the, you know, mom who's missing her kid and all that. Like, it's, it's, it's fine. Uh, celebrate it. Jimmy's famous seafood. Um, <laughs> okay, so let's get back to the car then, shall we? Um, so what kind of guard do you have, actually? You, you've got wealth. So I'm sure it's nice well, guard. I do have wealth, and although I did say I drove us here, I do have among my contacts a family butler, who I think could be fun to have instead as a family chauffeur. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Um, as I do have no points in pilot, so uh, it makes sense that I'm driven around all over the place. I'll say retroactively that he drove you here, but also that uh, Horace is at least cleared for archangel operations so you can talk freely in front of them yeah or we have a script yeah or we have a soundproof screen that goes up horace this is business sure. <laughs> he, he's he, he's the kind of family servant that that just will never talk about whatever happens in the family you're probably annoyed at sydney too because if we're in this car and he's driving us around like she just never sits right if it's like a limousine mm. or whatever she's always like on her stomach or like lying on her back or with her feet in the air or whatever <laughs> You know, like hackers do. So, uh, we've... Uh, I address the, the two of them. So we've got, uh, yeah, a bit of a mess to unpick here. We I think we've 
uh, let's say we've exchanged everything that we respectively learned. Yeah, yeah. At this point, you all have, unless someone's specifically holding something back, hmm. I assume all the information I've given you, all the characters are now aware of. Yeah. Uh, so, the next big question is where? Which thread do we pull on next? Well, I need to go through this guy's hard drive. Yeah. And look at the crime scene photos. It was Detective Hart that said that uh, Rogers wasn't to be trusted. So, unless she was pulling a fast one on us, then we might find something of value. Maybe he's being paid off by these uh, supposed Eastern Europeans. Rosalind kind of shrugs like, she seemed okay to me. We need to look into uh, Mr. Fitzpatrick, too. Yeah. Yeah, so how was it that you two were able to identify that a prominent politician of the Republican Party, no less, was involved in human trafficking? Well, she's she's actually a Democrat, but either here or there. Um, uh, we just yeah. started interrogating people and uh, eventually led to her doorstep. Um, she, she did not have her hands into things directly, but um, she would give orders to her lieutenants who would then give orders to the people on the street who would actually handle the abductions. Uh, so that's how we kind of got our way up to the top. Um, we did not do it subtly, uh, so which is probably why police were called. And Rosalind's like, yeah, mm. we, uh, we felt like there was a time pressure here, so we, we went the hard route. Um, but we, when we broke in, we were planning to break into that house subtly to get information it was our goal was to get hard information to give to mr garcia so we could figure out what we wanted to do getting wrapped up in Mm -hmm. a murder investigation was not our plan well the question is if you were breaking in with subtlety and you discovered her body there and then the cops arrived someone must have called the cops on you someone must have been aware of the murder as we know and someone must have been aware that you were about to be arrived about to arrive to be implicated so who did you tell or who told you to go to her house? I, I, I didn't even catch their names. Um, uh, a couple of, of gentlemen in uh, red tracksuits. Uh, they were uh, eventually very uh, accommodating of giving information after we spent some time with them, shall we say. Um, but we didn't stick around to, to express, uh, uh, exchange business cards. It was just give me a name, got a name, we moved on. Uh, they, they went by like uh, uh, Angel and Diaz or something. It was clearly not their real names. When did you? Where did you find these men? Um, the, we found them uh, working at a nightclub um, just outside Decatur. Um, wh- what was it? And Rosalind's like uh, the, the fantasy. What that? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. And what made you think they had the information in the first place? What brought you to them? Because people were going in and out of, of the fantasy to uh, reports. Um, and they were regulars that were always going there. Um, they weren't spending money, but they were continuing to get drinks. It was, it was, it, they, weren't, they, they weren't the owners. Um, the, the owners are a, a different couple that, as far as we can tell, aren't attached to this. Um, hmm. It looked like they were setting up shop there. Hmm. Well... Well, I think it's unlikely that we're going to find them there again. It's certainly a place we can start. But we should be going in with our eyes open. As I say, the cops wouldn't have just... It seems remarkably unlikely to me that the cops would have shown up to investigate a murder if you had broken in silently. Uh, so, exactly. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you have been set up, or the Archangel group is getting set up for digging too deeply into something that people don't want us looking into. Other thing to think about is, you know, happy to give you information, but we probably should leave you pretty quickly because between being out on bail and now the the Turgenev family knows that the two of us are looking into them, we're probably going to be more conspicuous to be around you. Plus, Rosalind should go to hospital, and Rosalind's like, no, I'm fine. It's like, you were bleeding from your arm. You should go to a hospital or at least go to private doctor. Also, your tracker's gone. What? Oh. Yeah, that's probably where you get shot. Damn it. Do you think, Override, that it's possible to reverse engineer something like that? If uh, some uh, if someone has obtained that tracker to find out where Archangel is based? Uh, I mean, some of that's public, but our moving van and other operations like that we probably don't want. 
I don't think they could use the tracker to find the other trackers. Okay. No, again, I, I know They're very little. connected that way. About technology. Uh, so, well, what I would recommend is this. Technically, we have bailed you out. Therefore, we don't particularly want you skipping the state, even if for security it makes no, sense no, to no. do so. Uh, I've got a perfectly nice residence that you can stay in, can get a private doctor to attend to you, and uh, at least you'll be comfortable there, and it'll be somewhere where we can control. Good, I can I can catch up on uh, watching uh, Housewives of Atlanta. Well, we don't have that channel. <sighs> I'll make do. Horace uh, gets addicted to these shows, becomes very inefficient <laughs> as a butler. He's a big fan <laughs> of The Bachelorette. God damn it, NBC we met five minutes ago. You're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, as you're talking, um, uh, Override's going through the files. Um, and uh, first of all, you know, your tools work perfectly flawlessly. You got a, a copy of everything related to the, in that folder, anything potentially related to it. So there was a short amount of time I was able to kind of grab like linked files and whatnot. So you can grab like all the, the periphery files as well. So you got the photographs, the PDFs, the, the report and mm -hmm. all that. Um, uh, and, uh, you could see that, um, uh, Rogers was in the process of, of editing the report. Oh, great. Uh, but you can, you know, track changes and reverse and do the edits, uh, check the history of the, the document. Um, and, uh, basically, uh, one of the, uh, patrolmen noticed that there were, um, four unusual suspects on the property, which he's amended to two. Hmm covering up for his people and he said that there was a shootout with four uh, four officers but sorry originally there was a show with two officers he's changed to four hmm. who was the patrolman that said there were four um uh let's see patrolman got a name <laughs> uh a patrolman uh specca sure sure i'm gonna note that for later uh, in case you need to go talk to her yeah. i'm assuming um <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm gonna make a note of that in case we need to go find her and get her, you know, version of events. Okay. And then yeah, uh, look at the crime team photos. How how was she killed? What happened? Um, like this uh, look like. So um, uh, and I'll 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 share them with you know the group obviously. Right. Um. So uh, the initial um uh, Emmy's findings. Uh, was that uh, she was shot at point blank range in the head. Uh, she was seated at her desk at the time. Um, and the initial conclusion is that uh, she, she very likely died from the actual headshot, um, but mm -hmm. also that um, it very likely was someone she knew. Right, because they got close to her. Right, which again, um, it looks like Rogers is starting to edit, but then got interrupted, um, probably to change the, the fact she knew the suspect to two you know, surprised by armed burglars or something mm -hmm. like that. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, based on your military experience, this was an extremely uh, uh, clean and efficient kill. Um, there are no powder marks on the head, so the gun wasn't put directly to the head. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but um, the bullet did pass clean through, um, so mm -hmm. it, there, it was relatively short distance. Um, and it's a... It's a Modest caliber, thirty-eight caliber. So it's nothing too flashy, nothing too big, nothing too small. Yeah, easily concealable. Yeah, uh, and thirty-eights can be found anywhere. Um, so it's a, yeah. it's a pretty of a very common caliber. Um, uh, they haven't gone yet to processing like the rifling of the bullet or anything, so you can't tell anything more than that. This is just based on the initial findings. Um, right. But you, you, your uh, experience and frankly being involved in combat situations um, is that this is that, that's probably your assessment as well. Someone probably got within say six feet of her pulled a gun out she was expecting it and shot her uh, the fact they could do it yeah because if she was still seated then she didn't even like get up to try to run right um and and the fact that it was one shot to the heads it means that the person shot is very good mm -hmm. because usually if a person wants to shoot someone who's and be sure of it they probably shoot for the chest right so not only are they professional but they're a little bit of a show off <laughs> and does it mean that they found the bullet like embedded in the yep. wall or did the person take it okay yep. so they so they have the yep. bullet Okay, well, it's all good information to have. Also, neither um, uh, Kamenev nor Rosalind's... Um, I mean, they, they did have guns, but they, they could account for all their ammunition. They didn't shoot a... They, they, didn't fire, they didn't fire a shot. Right. And what, was that in the report originally? Yes. Yeah, because of course they searched them for guns. Right, and they don't have so, their guns yeah. anymore, because they're sure not... Hey, you're on bail. We'll give your guns back. No, it's not, not going to happen. 
Though technically it is their property, their legal property and entitlement to have their guns back, I'm going to be filing a complaint with the police, believe me. Um, that said, <laughs> Dixie, with your eidetic, or sorry, with your um, photograph memory, uh, do you remember when you first walked into the interrogation, uh, Detective Rogers said that Rosalind fired first? Yeah. Right. But all of her ammunition is accounted for. So, so probably someone is going to go into the evidence locker, especially if she has like a 38 mm-hmm. and take a bullet out of there. Very possibly. Or go fire it once and yeah. then put it back. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, in that case, uh, that's okay. something that needs to be done. Time is of the essence. Well, we've still got these uh, folks in our car. We almost need to swing around the block, march back up the steps to the police station and say, and by the way, <laughs> we'll have their guns too, except they'll probably class them as evidence. That's the problem. Well, it's, it's, we're almost close to an hour, so what we could do is we'll, we'll stop here. You have a few different threads that you could follow, um, and you can think about which thread you want to uh, uh, pull on uh, for next time. Okay. That's what we shall do. Cool. Let's do it now. Yep. Well, thank you very much, Eddie, for running. Not a problem. Yeah. I'm, I'm always surprised how the, like, for me, at least personally, the podcast recordings where we're playing a game yeah. just fly by yeah. because I'm having fun playing the game. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, it's been an hour. And I'm like, no, it's been like 20 minutes. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, trust me. I, I actually have, um, uh, I had my notes up on a different browser tab. So I tab back and it's like 58 minutes. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I was surprised too. I like throwing out legal jargon. You're definitely very good at it. Yeah. Um, I've missed my calling clearly. I just like going off all of the TV hackers that I've seen because like clearly like actual hacking is a lot of sitting in a room staring at a computer yeah. in silence mm-hmm. and it looks very boring. <laughs> but TV hacking is super exciting and everybody's always got like gadgets and devices and like, you know, ways to crack codes. Mm. And... I remember the movie Swordfish with Hugh Jackman, <laughs> super hacker. <laughs> it's actually funny because... Um... My, my, my roommate, David, um, he actually was uh, in IT support in the Air Force. Um, so I know how actual military computer personnel work. <laughs> he's like, yeah. I mentioned, he's like, you know, oh, so yeah, one of my players is playing a, a computer uh, hacker from the military. He's like, oh, so she could sit in an air-conditioned room for three days at a time and uh, check on service status? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, like, I, I have a friend who uh, does some white hat hacking for IBM oh, and, like, you know, tries to break all their shit mm-hmm. to show them how to, un, you know, how to fix that. Right. <laughs> and, um, yeah, he's like, his office looks cool. It's got like six monitors in it. Nice. It's nifty looking, but past that, it's like, sits in there and listens to music and, you know, pokes at code all day, every day. <laughs> so much fun. Yeah. So this, this is much more exciting version. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. This is the, this is the, you know, matrix style hacking yeah i'm trying to remember if it was swordfish whereas the more monitors you had the better the hacker you were it was one of, um <laughs> so it, I, in fact i think this happened in a few different films it may have even been in the movie hackers it's wow he uses three monitors um <laughs> he's epic or whatever I, in 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 the tv show scandal huck has like six or eight monitors in his office <laughs> whereas uh you know elizabeth salander in uh, girl's dragon tattoo just has her laptop for the most part so it's like eh, yeah. either way um have y'all ever gone to hackertyper.net yes i have not it's one of my favorite ones so if you go there t- uh it, it will give you a black screen with you know like bright green letters and you can type gibberish and it turns it into what looks like movie hacking <laughs> <laughs> so it's a really fun thing to do if you're like sitting in a coffee shop or something mm. and people can see your screen. It's just sit there and just like furiously type on your <laughs> on your keyboard and watch all this like random bullshit come up that looks like movie hacking. Right. While uh, hastily it's- sipping espresso and then snapping your fingers and saying, fill me up. I, d- I, d- I, d- I don't want to ask again. Yeah, you're like wearing a hoodie and like hunched over and you're looking around very furtively and just typing really yeah. fast. Occasionally whisper into your iWatch. <laughs> Although right now I don't know if I'd want to do something that might draw undue police attention. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Uh, on that note, Dixie, uh, if you want the yeah. hacker police to find you, where should they look? <laughs> 
I'm pretty easy to find. I, I don't have two dots of covert in real life. Uh, <laughs> Dixie Cyanide on most social media. And what about you, Eddie? Um, I have cleverly hidden my online presence at pugsteady.com. Yeah. <gasps> the, the last, yeah, the last place they would look. Right. And they can find me on MatthewDawkins.com, a very subtle name there for my website, where they can also find all the links <laughs> to my social media. So thank you very much again, Eddie. And uh, anyone, I should say, if I imagine this is around the time people switch off, but if you haven't switched off, please do check out the Trinity uh, Continuum Core Rulebook. That's all we're using for this game, and it contains all yep. the rules you need to play a game of Trinity, which can be set in pretty much any contemporary field uh, with ease. So yeah, uh, give it a look. And if you pick up a copy or have already picked up a copy, rate and review it on DriveThruRPG. It really helps us so yeah. yeah i did an interview too recently with uh danielle for uh table for, for virtual tabletop yeah. gaming live i think it's called this year mm -hmm. uh where we actually go through all the organizations and the core and kind of talk about what sorts of stories they're suited for oh nice um so if you're you know having trouble trying to figure that out or you want to know what they're all kind of get at then uh that's a good interview to check out if you could find it or i'll try to put the link here if it's up somewhere perfect okay well i will make sure i add those to the show notes and with that said many worlds one path cast mm -hmm.